0: Welcome to the Innovation Forum podcast for Friday, 28th of July, with me, Bee Stevenson, covering for your regular host, Ian Welsh. Ian recently spoke to Barbara Dunin, Director of ESG Marketing and Communications at Biontag. They spoke about the increasing importance of product traceability for a circular apparel sector and how technology is developing at pace to enable it. They also discussed whether and how other sectors can harness this technology to enhance traceability and transparency. First, though, it's time for a quick roundup of some sustainable business news. With increasing numbers of companies committing to ambitious climate targets, it's imperative that they begin to work now to implement these in practice. We've often spoken about the importance of transparency in benchmarking progress and keeping accountability. Signalling accountability, Google has published a report tracking its progress towards sustainability targets covering carbon, water, resources and nature and biodiversity. In terms of carbon, it's reported a 10% reduction in emissions across scopes 1, 2 and 3, alongside continued growth. Scope 2 is a particular focus for Google, as it refers to the use of power. The major tech player aims to run on 24-7 carbon-free energy on every grid where it operates by 2030, ensuring that local grids are benefiting from additional renewables capacity. Google reports that in 2022, the average Google facility was matching 64% of its energy consumption with renewable power generated either on-site or on the local grid, although proportions did vary between geographies. The report states that there's no playbook for achieving 24-7 carbon-free energy, and no major company has achieved this before. However, efforts are part of a bigger picture, as Google says, and Google hopes to help scale new global solutions. Moving from scope 2 to scope 3 emissions, leading software company SAP has announced that it will be asking its top suppliers to report product-level emissions by 2027 the company has announced that it will be actively working with its top 100 suppliers to report and record product-level emissions. SAP is committed to achieve net zero across its value chain by 2030, and according to its 2022 integrated report, Scope 3, or indirect supplier emissions, account for 97% of the company's gross value chain emissions. This includes 16% coming from upstream, including purchased goods and services. Noting that sustainable procurement practice have become one of the key enablers in achieving net zero targets, SAP will also incorporate environmental considerations throughout its procurement process as part of a new engagement programme. It plans to integrate a new sustainability classification system and embed environmental impact criteria throughout procurement work. A new research paper by a team of scientists from the University of Oxford has confirmed that a vegan or plant-based diet is dramatically better than a meat diet across a broad range of environmental measures. The new research assesses the environmental impacts of a range of diets, from high and low meat to pescatarian, vegetarian and vegan. Criteria including greenhouse gas emissions, land use, water use, water pollution and biodiversity impact were assessed against dietary data from over 55,000 individuals in the study. The results found that the dietary impact of vegans were around one third of those of high meat eaters. Notably, there was a 30% difference between high and low meat diets across most of the measures of environmental harm. The study expands on past work underlining that vegan and vegetarian diets have a much lower environmental impact than fish and meat heavy diets. Lead author, Professor Peter Scarborough, has said that our dietary choices have a big impact on the planet. Cherry picking data on high impact plant based food or low impact meat can obscure the clear relationship between animal based foods and the environment. Recently, Ian spoke with Tags Barbara Dunan about how product traceability can enable a circular apparel sector and the developing technology available to improve traceability.
1: Let's start with a bit of context-setting background to Biontag. What does the company do and who are your customers?
2: So Biontag is a global business enabler. We to expand the communication between companies, products and people. And we do that by providing identification solutions with graphical label materials and with RFID technology. We are headquartered in Milan. We have industrial facilities in four continents, and we have a presence with our products in more than 40 countries. And our customers could be any brand that is interested, identify, track, and trace its products.
1: And what does RFID stand for?
2: RFID stands for Radio Frequency Identification. And it's a technology that can really help to expand this communication between companies and products, because by using RFID, you can identify an item in a unique way. We will say that we are giving this item unique and a digital voice and a digital soul, so
1: to say. Why is product traceability so important then?
2: Traceability is a major challenge for business and for sustainability. By having traceability, a brand can, for example, identify the number of products that it has, where they are, and how they are moving along the company's processes. And that's very important, for example, to enhance logistic processes that will have an impact in CO2 emissions, or that also enhance the way that this brand is doing the ordering processes and that will have an impact in the overproduction problem that we know that is a major challenge, especially for fast fashion
1: brands. How is technology developing to help?
2: Well, by having the right tag and the right software, a brand can identify its products in a unique way. It will give a major visibility for these brands in terms of where the products are, and it will also be instrumental for automatizing inventory management processes. If you have the product tag with RFID, it is possible to read them all at once in a big warehouse, for example. And that will give much more accuracy and velocity in terms of how the brands are identifying products, product. And would definitely be instrumental for understanding how the products are moving along with the company's
1: processes. What can the cutting edge of this technology achieve now?
2: Well, I believe that by using RFID, the brands can track and monitor their items. And it can really help them to achieve their own sustainability targets. I think that more and more RFID has a connection as a major tool to help companies to achieve their sustainability goals. By having a better visibility of the inventory management... It's also a way that brands can combat the overproduction issue. It's a very pressing matter, especially for fashion brands, right? So every time that you have a better visibility of your inventory process, you know also how much you can adjust your ordering processes. You have a better visibility of where your products are. That can help companies to decrease the overproduction that we all know it is an issue. It is also an issue for businesses and an issue for sustainability aspect as well. And also, the RFID can help companies to track their items after this product is sold. That can also enable circular economy programs, for example, that will help companies to track the item down and send them to recycling factories, for example. In an RFID tag, there are so many kinds of data that can be there, right? If a company wants to, for example, unleash this kind of circular economy program, it is possible that this tag holds information about the material that this product is made of. Also, what kind of recyclable uh, solution can be achieved by having this information in the tag.
1: Which sectors then are the potential benefits of such technology greatest? Let's talk a bit more about apparel, but then what other sectors can benefit from such technology?
2: We talk a lot about apparel segment or retail because this is the segment that has adopted the most this technology. But at BioNTech, we are very diversified in terms of the number of sectors that we are providing this uh, technology. So we sell a lot to automotive sector. That is using RFID for many reasons. So we have a very interesting case with Volvo that is using RFID in the production line of cars in order to automatize the customization of those cars. We also sell for RFID to track tires, especially focusing the challenge of recyclability of tires. And again, that is this link with sustainability, right? We sell also for healthcare, a lot of hospitals that are using RFID to track and trace medicines and also to have a better management of the expiration dates of these medicines. And we also sell the cities that are using RFID for the public transport, to have a better and fluid and modern public transport. So if you go to Veneza, for example, if they can a that is our tag there.
1: What sort of information can the tags contain then?
2: The tag can contain a large amount of information. I think this is the most important differential of RFID, if we compare it to a normal tag, so to say. It can hold, for example, serial numbers. It can hold information about the materials that were used to assemble that product. It can hold information about carbon footprint of that item, if you have a way to measure that. And RFID can be helpful in this sense as well. It can have information about which kind of recyclable process can be used to recycle that item. The sky is the limit in terms of how much data you can insert in a tag. And that will really depend on the motivations and the, the projects that the reason that this brand are using RFID. What do the tags look like? Well, we don't call them the hidden heroes without a reason, right? So you can be wearing tags now without knowing. But before I explain how they can look like, let me just give an explanation of what they are made of. So what pretty differs an RFID tag from a normal tag is an IC, a very tiny IC that is responsible for the magic, the responsible piece of, like, carrying all the information that the brand wants. And with this IC, we have what we call antenna. That is a small portion of metal that will be able to amplify the radio frequency signal of this IC. And then we have the material of the tag itself that can be plastic, paper, metal, really depending on the customer's application. FID tag can be very similar to a normal tag. You'll probably be able to notice that it's a FID tag if you put it against the light, and then we'll be able to see the IC antenna that are there. Or they can also be hidden, so they can be embedded inside a garment. And if you think about industry applications, a tag could be a small box made by metal or a very resistant plastic that will be able to shock and also to very high or very low temperatures. If you think about a tire tag, that would be a very thin cylindrical that it has to be flexible to be inserted inside a tire. So again, it really depends on the application. And this is why our R&D area is so busy developing very different kinds of projects for clients.
1: Are there any consumer privacy concerns from everybody walking around wearing tagged apparel, for example?
2: Yeah. This is a normal question, and although I'm not a privacy data expert or a legal expert, I can say that if used correctly, RFID is not able to hold, and it shouldn't hold, any personal data from consumers or sellers. And most of the time, if you think about apparel tags, they are not even active, they are passive, so they will need an antenna to be read it. So it's not possible, for example, for a fast retailer brands to track where their consumers are moving around if they are using their shorts, because the tags are passive.
1: You mentioned already recycling and circular models. How can the tagging help with product end of life and recycling?
2: It's also related to new regulations that are coming and that are already in place, especially in Europe for apparel retailers. The tag can track this item through its whole life cycle. So if you think about embedded tag, for example, a tag that is embedded in the garment of a shirt or of a blouse, if the brand have a circular economy program, it will be able to identify this product when it's back in a recycling factory, for example. And that will send the information and that will assure to the brand and to other stakeholders of this brand that this is an item that was made by this brand, was sold by this brand, and now it's back to the recycle length of it, you know, like in terms of the life cycle of this product. And that will be very important because brands more and more will need to prove to many stakeholders, like the government, that they are recycling their items. And this is related to new regulations that are
1: coming, as I said. And I would imagine the ability to identify exactly what's contained in a product, again, thinking in terms of apparel, very useful for recyclers, because contamination of recycling streams is a major concern.
2: Exactly. That is the whole idea when we are talking about RFID for this purpose, for recyclability purposes.
1: What other impacts can tagging help companies with?
2: If you think about apparel, for example, we talked a lot about the inventory management, right? This is the entrance door, so to say, that many apparel retailers are using this technology for. But we also know that some of these brands are already using RFID to promote self-checkout processes. And this is very useful for customers' satisfaction, right? But we also know that more and more, this kind of brand will be asked to have more visibility of its whole supply chain. And that I'm not only talking about the Tier 1 suppliers, but also what comes before them. And RFID, if you have a project to identify the cotton fiber that you are using in a certain garment, it is possible to do that since the harvesting. If you are searching RFID in all of the ages of this process, And then you have more visibility of your supply chain. And I think this is another frontier that more and more will be discovered by brands. And as I said, I think that RFID also needs to be discovered and it's being more and more discovered by the ESG and sustainability departments of apparel brands as a way that it can be an ally for those departments to achieve those targets. We already talked a lot about RFID technology and what this technology can do, right? But if you think about the tag itself, it is also important to know that this is a material that is counting in scope three of these brands. So we know, because we did this research recently, that more than 60% of the biggest apparel retailers in the world, they have climate targets, and they have both climate targets. Most of them are certified by a science-based target initiative. They are bold, they are serious, right? Those brands are taking this matter seriously. If they are buying millions of tags per year, they will reach a number in terms of uh, carbon footprint because they are calculating these tags in their scope tree or they should be calculating these tags in their scope tree. If they buy a more sustainable tag, a paper-based tag, like the one that we have, They will decrease the CO2 emission, in our case, for less than the half of a CO2 emission that PET tag would have. This also needs to be taken into consideration if you think about that RFID tag is part of the product and then it's part of the carbon footprint of any brand. So this is the link of the technology with sustainability, and I think that more and more... And this is something that we are trying to push through Biontech, but also through RAIN Alliance, which is the association of UHS-RSID that I am a part of as a sustainability workgroup lead. This is the conversation that we are trying to push to make the ESG areas and the ESG departments more aware of this technology and how this technology can help them to achieve their goals.
1: Looking to the future then, clearly the technology has been moving fast and and developing in very exciting ways. How do you think technology will develop next in this area?
2: It will be more and more seen as a sustainability tool and will be more and more seen as a way that companies can abide to future regulations in terms of traceability. That would be my guess in terms of how this technology will evolve in the next years.
1: Let's see where this technology can go, but certainly it's been really interesting hearing about its potential. Barbara Dunnan from Biontag, thanks very much indeed.
0: Thank you, Bian. As ever, the Innovation Forum website is the place to go for all the usual analysis and interviews. We'll be back next week with Ian Welsh as your regular host, but that's it for now. I've been Bee Stevenson, and until next time, goodbye.